Hello, and we are going to make it better. Welcome to the Health Hour of Inform Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW, streaming live to CHDTV and to Rumble and Twitter and Facebook. We are so glad you are here. This show is brought to you by the Washington chapter of Children's Health Defense. So thank you to everybody who generously give to uh, CHD Washington. Um, you can go to wad.org childrenshealthdefense.org. If you want to check it out, sign up to get the newsletter, give a little something to keep, to keep free speech on the air in Washington state. We'd really appreciate it. Let you know that the views expressed on this hour are not necessarily those of KKNW or CHD. We're just doing real life conversation here, bringing you information to jumpstart your own exploration so you can make informed decisions um, in your life. Um, and we're not giving medical advice either. Um, again, it's, it's a place for you to begin your exploration and then you go find your trusted healthcare practitioners to continue your journey with and talk about trusted healthcare practitioner uh, practitioner at least within my own heart at this time is dr sarah kotlerman who is joining us she's been on before hello dr sarah hi bernadette excited to be here again i am so thrilled to have you here you know we met sometime last year. I'm not good at remembering the dates and such, but we got to meet each other at the uh, the national conference in Savannah, Georgia recently. I got to hug you. Um, I'm about half as tall as you are, which surprised me. <laughs> I know I'm short, but um, it was just such an honor and pleasure. And, and I'm so glad that you are becoming even more connected with the great world of children's health defense and the work they're doing. Mm -hmm. I really do feel that chiropractic care um, and the cutting edge work that you do is really so essential to what children's health defense is all about. Um, so many people, I know I was one up until a few years ago, thought that chiropractic was just some, you know, care was something you did and had done when you had back pain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely had no idea the brilliance of what chiropractic care truly is and how essential it is to everything about your health and every part of the body. And that is what this hour is dedicated to today, um, Sarah. So uh, um, I, I'm going to let people know that you are the clinical director of Averio Health in Mount Vernon, Washington. So you're right there in my old hometown where I still have a, a lot of roots and I, I still work very actively. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you. You just let me know when you want your slides active and I'll just let you launch into, uh, tell us what okay. is chiropractic care? All right. So even in 2024, as it is now 2024, there's still a lot of misconceptions about what chiropractic care is. And most people, if they've never had any exposure to a family member under concentrated chiropractic care or a, under a course of chiropractic care, they might find themselves thinking that chiropractic care has something to do with neck or back pain or headaches. And that's not an incorrect assumption. 
it's just not the whole story. When you go to a chiropractor and receive a chiropractic adjustment, what is occurring is there is interference in your central nervous system that is being removed. Okay, that's the goal of chiropractic care is to remove central nervous system interference. And this is typically where I lose most people because they cannot connect the dots between what a, a manual technique to your spine and your central nervous system have to do with each other. So let's get into it a little bit. Okay. Your central nervous system is three named structures, your brain, your brain stem, and your spinal cord. Where this becomes important for a conversation about the spine is the fact that your brain stem, the bottom part of it, is inside the first bone of your spine, mm -hmm. and your entire spinal cord is inside your spine. So if we look at the function of brain, brain stem, and spinal cord, these three named tissues, they're all one tissue together, but these three named tissues, they control all tissue function down to a cellular level. So if you look at how your heart works, your pancreas works, your liver works, your skin, how your skin heals and regenerates, it's all coming back to central nervous system function, the brain's ability to regulate normal homeostasis and normal function. So with that understanding of anatomy, when the spine is damaged, what ends up happening is an interruption to central nervous system function. And this is not the only thing that causes interruptions to central nervous system function. I do a lot of toxicity testing with my patients. If you get uranium, like I had five new cases of uranium poisoning in my office this last week. People think that uranium toxicity is something that is... Um, in the ether, you don't have to worry about it un unless it's you work in a nuclear reactor or something along those lines. The reality is general people, average people in non-high risk job environments are showing high uranium toxicity and it's compromising central nervous system function. So if you get heavy metals or environmental toxins or mycotoxins in your system, that is going to be an interference to normal central nervous system function. If you get nutritional deficiencies in your system, if you become low in omega-3 fatty acids, if you become unbalanced in omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids, if you have low vitamin D or zinc, some of these nutritional deficiencies that are extremely common in an American population, that is an interference to central nervous system function. So the job of a chiropractor is very different than the job of a medical doctor or a naturopath. Our focus is in the reversal of central nervous system interference, however that is presenting in the patient's body. Um, we don't treat disease. That happens to be more of a legal thing than a science-based thing. The treatment of disease is kind of legally locked down towards pharmaceutical doctors. Uh, what we end up treating is the subluxation, which is a chiropractic word meaning interference to the central nervous system. So if you had spinal damage, if you had toxicology damage, or you had nutritional deficiency um, damage, that would fall within the realm of what a chiropractor would address with your health. Okay, So this has whole health implications for all disease processes because the truth, Bernadette, is that you cannot get the disease without central nervous system 
interference. It is not possible because of, of how this communication loop works. If you're sitting here listening to this right now and you have any type of dysfunction or disease in your body, it is guaranteed that there is interruption to your central nervous system function. This is not one of those optional things. Wow. I'm, I'm, that's fantastic. I'm just going to let you keep rolling. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you want to load up the, the first, that's perfect. So from a chiropractic standpoint, for those of you on the show that have access to actually the visual piece of it, and for those of you who don't, we're going to keep this very descriptive so that you're not losing anything. But if you're watching this visually, if you look on the screen, you're going to see a picture of a normal adult neck from the side. This is an x-ray. Um, the reason we're going to talk about x-rays is this is another misconception that most people have. They think that if you need an x-ray taken, it's because you've had a broken bone or maybe you have a bone tumor or we're, we're looking for some sort of bone pathology. Like you were in a car accident or something. Yeah, like a car accident or something along those lines. The reality is that a, a x-ray, a spinal x-ray, because the central nervous system is inside these structures, if you analyze a spinal x-ray, it becomes a workhorse of understanding neurological function. Now, the key word there is analyzed. So if you look at the image on the screen, you can see that it has a green line there. This is, this is an image that's been computer analyzed under gravity, and the green line is representing a normal neck curve, okay? If you go to the next, oh, I can actually do it now. Here we go. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> uh, all right, so this is looking at that same image, but now you can see where some of these critically important neurological structures are inside the uh, adult human. So inside the skull, you have the brain. Inside the first bone of the spine, you have brain stem, and then it goes directly into spinal cord. And we're gonna talk a little bit about why you should care about your brain stem at this point in time. Your brain stem, is responsible. It's like a giant communication hub. And 95% of all brain to body and body to brain neurological signals go through your brain stem. 95%. So if there is spinal damage or misalignment or restriction at brain stem level, at that C1 level, the first bone of the spine, that has the ability to impact 95% of normal neurological function. Does that make sense? Yes, it's absolutely. It's important. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievably important. In fact, if we were doing medicine from a purely anatomical, physiological, how humans were designed perspective, this would be the first thing would be ruled out in all health problems, ruling out brain stem dysfunction because it has such a huge bid on normal neurological function. Okay. And um, the compromise, as you said, it could be nutritional, there could be toxins, but even just normal everyday wear and tear on the body, sitting too long at a computer um, with babies, the birth process, there's so many things that can impact proper neck alignment, right? That, that you might not feel pain Correct. Be just manifesting some other symptoms. You don't realize the compromise is there until you see it on the x-ray. 
you're hitting on some extremely important components. Um, in fact, uh, the chiropractic profession for the last 120 some years has had something that we have called the three T's. And these three T's are what cause uh, compromise to the central nervous system. So that would be thoughts, toxins, and traumas. Now, I would make an argument in 2024 that you need to make it four T's and add technology. Um, if, if there is too many studies, there's, there's too much research that has been done that's looking at how, you know, electromagnetic frequencies, cell phone radiation, these things can speed up neurological breakdown and dysfunction. So I think technology needs to be added to that list. Mm -hmm. um, but within like something like traumas, you're absolutely right. The focus of our pain culture in medicine is, is always going to be on the too much motion traumas, things like a car accident or a sporting injury, the TBIs, the whiplash, the focus is there, but you can equally damage your spinal system from having a life that does not have enough motion. Uh, mm -hmm. Your pelvic ligaments will actually begin to break down after sitting consistently for 20 minutes without motion. So when I'm working with patients to regenerate areas of their system, if, if there's a breakdown of the ligaments in the pelvis and the low back, that's a person who cannot sit stationary for more than 20 minutes if they want to get the best results. That's where mm -hmm. using things like a fit ball at your desk, a, a rocker chair, a rocking chair at home, if, if you're retired, some of these things become quite important because you need to have movement in those areas to not allow the soft tissues to break down. Ah, fascinating. Yep. All right, let's see here. So when we look at a neck, a neck is a neck x-ray series is extremely important diagnostically. We get to see if there is abnormal stress on the spinal cord, abnormal stress on the brainstem, and abnormal stress on the vagus nerves. And this is gold. Vagus nerve, you can change vagus nerve function with chiropractic care by restoring alignment to the cervical spine and some of you on the on the call are probably going well why should i care about vagus nerves i've never heard of vagus nerves anymore uh, vagus nerves have not been uh communicated well in mainstream um, educational channels but they should be because 75 percent of the rest digest regenerate nerve supply to your heart and your gut comes from vagus nerves. They're mm -hmm. extremely important nerves for heart and gut function. So if you're dealing with any kind of heart abnormality, whether that's AFib, whether that's congestive heart failure, whether it's valve failure, if you're dealing with any kind of organ issue from cancer to diabetes to diverticulitis, then it would be very appropriate and reasonable to see an assessment of whether those vagus nerves are being compromised. They come out of two separate holes there. They do attach to the brainstem and they go right in front of the first bone of the spine. Mm. Wow, I hadn't realized the placement there. That's really interesting that it comes through the brainstem and then goes outside the spine. The place I've heard it most is in the community of those who are neurologically injured, children mm -hmm. on the autism spectrum or ADHD, um, a lot of individuals who are stuck in fight or flight mode, you yes. know, that can't get to that feed and breed mode that's so important. 
Um, and it has to do with the vagus nerve. Um, and I know that there's a lot of different approaches to help to try to calm. I'm not sure if that's the right word, the vagus nerve, but it's. it's yep. Anytime yeah. you talk about a nerve, you're talking about either stimulating it or inhibiting it. Um, okay. The challenge with nerves, and this would be an appropriate thing to talk about at this stage, is they're very fragile. There is a reason that our bodies were designed with the brain completely encased in bone, your skull, and the central nervous system, brainstem and spinal cord, completely encased in your spine. There are no areas where you can touch these delicate tissues because mm -hmm. they are quite fragile. And we have good literature that looks at even car accidents at 10 miles an hour causes neural tearing. Mm -hmm. um, these structures don't, they don't stretch. They're not like muscles or ligaments in the body. They're very delicate. Mm -hmm. So with vagus nerves, if the atlas, which is supposed to sit in here straight, if the atlas loses alignment on one side, whether that's a ligament stretch, whether that's a ligament damage, whether that is birth trauma that never got diagnosed because that baby was never taken to a chiropractor. Um, if it twists on one side, this is going to be where you start to see heart and gut issues. And within children that do not develop correctly, one, mm -hmm. of, the, one of the very obvious things that we see is with like autistic children who scream after eating that is vagus nerve compromise. That is a child who needs to have analyzed neck x-rays to diagnose how to get that abnormal pressure off of the vagus nerves. Um, and you can see a lot of motion there. The, the design of the first bone of the spine is very different from the design of the second bone all the way to L5. Um, it's a very different structure and it has a lot of mobility in it. So there is, this is a real thing that happens quite often where it will get out of alignment and it may take months or years before there is a degenerative disease process that's occurring. Um, but it's not going to be fixable by anything other than going in and repairing the alignment to those segments of, of the spine. And by going in, you don't mean surgically going in, you mean by chiropractic manipulation to realign everything. Correct. Okay. And <laughs> realize that there are really bad studies at looking at like fusion surgeries and mm -hmm. whether or not that can be done within normal alignment. Most of the time when we are seeing patients who've had a fusion surgery, if it's multiple level, it's usually done off of the green line. So we are fusing people in an abnormal alignment of, under gravity, and that causes all sorts of negative consequences for the patient. So fusion mm -hmm. surgery should be the absolute last thing that is attempted with a spinal problem. There are really safe things that can be done ahead of them, and the chiropractic adjustment is going to be the most recommended thing to do if you have a spinal problem that's compromising your nervous system. Excellent. Um, Yep. This is also why there's a whole uh, network of chiropractors that are called upper cervical chiropractors. And the only thing they adjust is C1 and C2. This neurology, brainstem and vagus nerves, is why you can adjust only two bones in the spine and still get really incredible changes in people's health. And it seems to me that today we have increasing numbers of individuals. I think of all the kids and adults with their heads down, looking at the phone in their hand, 
you know, their little top laptop device or whatever on these in these unnatural hunched over positions that has got to just wreak havoc on on the spine and the neck. So what it actually does is it reduces neurological amplitude and volume. And we have those numbers in studies. If you allow your center of ear to come forward of your torso by one inch or greater for 20 minutes, it will drop on a cranial EEG, your neurological volume and amplitude by 25%. Uh, in simple terms, your brain to body function reduced by a quarter. Now, I don't know about you, Bernadette, but I did not wake up this morning and say, I need 25% less <laughs> neural function in order to have a great day. Um, no, but I'm like sitting up straighter and straighter as we talk. <laughs> and I want to move a little bit here so that I'm not just, okay. Posture is wow. really important. And yeah. that study was just looking at people's external posture. When we take an x-ray, we're looking at internal posture. And there is so much neurological benefit to gain by restoring internal posture. There's a lot to gain by restoring external posture. Mm -hmm. The challenge is, is it's completely within the realm of reasonable to get a neck that's so damaged that you can no longer get the center of your ear over the center of your shoulder without going in and actually correcting that damage. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the type of patient that I see on a daily basis. People who have multiple chronic inflammatory conditions that are related to how their nervous system has been compromised specifically in the neck. Mm. And I, I just keep visually keep seeing that once this um, blockage is freed up, it, it's like, I don't pulling a, I don't know, something out of a dam and the water flows and suddenly you've got all of this lovely healing energy that your body has, you've unlocked it and it goes and does what needs done. Exactly. Because we're brilliantly is, designed. This is very humble. Okay. Mm. A chiropractor is not playing God. They're not saying we're going to cure you. We're going to, you know, you know, undo your disease. What you're doing as a chiropractor is allowing the body to regenerate as it was normally designed to do. Mm. And our drug culture has pushed the average person so far away from any understanding of normal regeneration cycles. That's mm -hmm. actually what we're going to be going into in part three of this, this mini series on chiropractic, because mm -hmm. you as the average person, you need to know that your small intestine completely regenerates cell for cell in four to five days. Every single person who is listening to this, who has got a small intestine problem, hear me, it's medical science. We know that four to five days, it regenerates. And it, we also know that it takes longer than four to five days to get the de to develop the chronic diseases that are plaguing millions of Americans mm -hmm. in the small intestine. So what's happening? I would propose that what's happening is the people who are suffering from these chronic small intestine diseases, they have got interference in the nerves to the small intestine so that the brain cannot regulate what is known as a normal regeneration cycle. Mm -hmm. This means the regeneration cycle does not occur within four to five days, which allows disease and dysfunction to creep into that organ. 
but it doesn't mean that it couldn't be reversed. If you go back in and you fix where that the nervous system is being interfered with, you're going to allow the small intestine to regenerate at a four to five day rate again, because that's normal. It's normal. It's normal for everybody. Um, this is a different way of approaching a health problem. Fantastic. Okay. I, I guess, you know, for those of us who um, are new at really understanding how the body can self-heal so well, if you just think about when you cut your finger, you absolutely trust that in a few days, your body will have sewed it up, made new skin. And if it wasn't too deep, you won't even have a scar to know it was there. Correct. And that can happen on the inside if the proper nutrients and energy are allowed to flow to, to whatever's going on, right? Yep. And it's normal. It's not a special state. Healing is supposed to be a normal response mm -hmm. in tissues. And when we get into medically, we call it a regeneration cycle. But it, from a, an average person standpoint, healing is supposed to be happening in your tissues 24-7. And cool. it's when healing is, is interfered with where we get disease processes. In fact, I've got a great image to look at here coming down the pike. So let's move forward a little bit. Okay. This next image is showing how neurological communication occurs in the body. You have the brain that has the job of regulating tissues. What tissues um, for all intents and purposes is all tissues, okay? The reason the spine gets on this graph is the spine is the middleman. Remember, 95% of all neurological communication is going inside the spine. So damage to the spine is going to bugger up this ability of the brain to send signals to tissues. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where most people's understanding of neurological communication and function in the body stops. But that's only 50% of the story. You also have nerve endings inside tissue cells and organ tissue cells. You have them in the in your hands, in your feet, in organ receptors, in, in mechanoreceptors. There's lots of places where there are cells that have the job of reporting back to the brain. Now these signals are also going up through the spine. So the spine, again, spinal damage is really going to put a rock under your giddy up of having a decent experience in life because it's going to bother both of these pathways. Mm -hmm. um, the tissues, the nerve endings in the tissues that have the job of reporting, these are critical towards maintaining brain mass and function as a person ages. Okay. When we look at a disease like dementia, which is brain shrinkage, in all of those cases, we are going to see substantial spinal damage that is interfering with the fact of neurological input coming out of walking, it's coming out of joint motion, it's not getting to the brain. And that is a big caveat for how the brain shrinks in a, in a case like dementia. Does that make sense? I, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, I'm, whenever I talk to you, Sarah, I'm always so, um, excited about the possibilities of human health and what we can achieve um, through this. So. Well, one of the things, one of the uncomfortable truths that I share with my patients every week is that for you to get diseased, and nobody likes to hear this, and yet it is the truth, for you to get a disease process, a lot of stuff has to break down. Mm -hmm. Your body was wonderfully designed with amazing redundancy neurologically. You have got, I mean, look at just the heart, the heart, you've got nerve fibers from the brainstem, from 
both right and left vagus nerves from C4, 5, 6, 7, T1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 nerve roots from the spine all going to the heart to provide multiple redundancies for your heart to be able to function and regenerate normally. Wow. For you to get heart issues, you're going to have to find spinal damage in multiple areas of those pathways before mm -hmm. the heart's going to actually show up with disease. It's a totally different way of looking at a health problem. Mm -hmm. It's completely accurate and based on human anatomy and physiology. Um, you remind me of something that Dr. Zach Bush has said, and you know he's the the guy all about the soil biome. Um, and microbiome and macrobiome and all that and, and the healing. Um, but he said it can take decades uh, for you to break down your body and, and create the disease. Yep. But luckily, once you put the pieces in place need to be there, you heal much more quickly. Yes, you we, can we commonly talk about, you know, if it took 10 years for you to get into the ditch you're in, you probably need to spend a year focusing on getting out. Yeah. Um, it is weighted towards you getting a result much faster than it took you to get damaged. Yeah. Uh, but it's tricky because that's not something we don't talk about people getting better. We, mm -hmm. we talk about the management of disease and the management of disease is not the same as the reversal of disease. And mm -hmm. again, that's something you and I are going to get into in part three of this series. Awesome. All right, I got another fun image for those who are on the audio or on the visual side of this. This is what the cervical spine looks like from the front. And the mm -hmm. reason that this image is coming into the talk is if you look over there on the sides, you can see three different colors of tissue, yellow tissue, red tissue, and blue tissue, mm -hmm. all going inside the same holes or foramina of the cervical spine. And the reason that this image is, is getting a little bit of airtime is it's important to realize that a damaged neck is not just a neurological problem. A damaged neck is also going to, is going to cause abnormal blood flow to the brain and abnormal venous return from the brain. And there are very big institutions like Harvard and Stanford who have come out and publicized documents saying that their concern is in a dementia case that there is a reduction in blood flow to the brain and that's coming from an abnormal spinal alignment every single time every single time that it everything that you see it's always you could bet money on it that when you looked at it that's what you would see that's amazing one of the things that so annoys me about say the western pharmacological side of things is they see a symptom they call it a disease and they go no further to to really look at the root causes they just then figure out all the research scientists working for the pharmaceutical industries how do i develop a patented something to address this that will make my company billions for the next few years before it goes off patent <laughs> it's just and this is tricky. Yeah. You cannot patent a chiropractic adjustment. It, yeah. it, it requires testing from a provider to the patient with every visit. The difference between a manipulation, which is a global force into a, a, a portion of the spine, and an adjustment is the specificity of the treatment. Oh. Um, in fact, in our office where we specialize in patients with chronic and complex issues, there is no popping sound that comes with the chiropractic adjustment. 
our chiropractic adjustment is actually sustained force. So mm -hmm. there's even a realm of variation between clinical efficacy on whether you're doing a manipulation versus an adjustment. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot to consider in the rehabilitation and regeneration of a spinal system. But towards the dementia piece, mm -hmm. I have something curious to share with you. Okay. I picked four lateral cervicals. That's what we've been looking at is the lateral cervical. I picked four lateral cervicals from four cases that we have permission to publish from four patients with severe dementia. And we're going to flip through them because I want the average person who's listening to this to see what we see as doctors when you walk through the door with a dementia diagnosis and okay. see if there isn't a similarity in the next I'm about to show you that doesn't have anything to do with age or gender, but may have to do with how the brain has been allowed to break down and the spine has been allowed to break down. Okay. Here's our first image. This is a 69 year old female with very severe dementia. And what we're going to use to categorize very severe dementia is somebody who no longer knows the names of close relatives. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. Face. And just describe, it's like the, um, the spine or the, the just what's the section called again? We're looking at the cervical. Yep. The cervical spine, cervical spine, like up in the neck. Yep. Um, it's supposed to be doing this very gentle arc to the back. Correct. The green and line. The, yep. And, but this individual spine instead is curving the other direction. Yes. Completely other direction. And then it's disjointed as well. Yep. Not, not, not a smooth curve, but there's a piece that's kind of jutted out of that a little forward. Correct. The jutting wow. piece that you're looking at is, is spinal ligament damage. And that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. For the purpose of looking at these x-rays, we're going to just look at the big gap at the top bone, which is that C1 where brainstem and vagus nerves are. Mm -hmm. Look at the big gap between the red line where the patient's at and the green line. This is internal posture. This is very damaged and it's damaging blood flow to the brain. It's damaging neurological function to the brain. It's damaging that whole cycle of neurological communication that we just went over. Is this something that you have ever um, treated and then gotten returned brain function and reduced symptoms of dementia? Oh, yes, ma'am. Ah, if you want to re reverse dementia, though, you have to reverse this abnormal alignment that we're looking at right now. Yeah. So here's another case. Keep this one in your mind. Now look at this one. Here's a female um, 72 with dementia. Yeah. Can you see we have a very similar pattern of spinal mm -hmm. damage showing up? Yeah. A little disjointed. Again, it's going more straight up and down and a little to the front and but but not doesn't have that beautiful gentle curve yep the curve has been lost it's, it's huge been gap at brain stem level um and if we were to go through and put the numbers on it you would find that there for each person there's there is a place where you get far enough away from normal and that's where the symptomology is going to show up hmm. here's a male 91 Another dementia case. Look at wow. the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Same same thing again um, for the audio listeners. There's no cur gentle curve backward. It is the 
cervical area is now going the wrong direction. Going the wrong direction. It's and it, in a system where a few millimeters makes a difference. This yeah. this is substantial. This is very serious trauma, and you need to analyze X-rays in order to be able to see this trauma on a neck. Mm -hmm. Here's mm -hmm. my last of the four cases. Okay. Another male, Ooh. this one's 67. Yeah. And you can see, again, we've got ligament damage and we've got a big gap between red and green lines specifically Goodness. at the brainstem. Goodness, yeah. Okay, I'm sitting even straighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one takeaway. Definitely pay attention to your posture. But if you're an adult who mm -hmm. has any kind of interest in having great health outcomes as you age yeah this is a critical piece get in to your chiropractor get x-rays taken of your spine have them analyzed so that you can know where the weak spots are it will save you so much time and money to do this assessment this is okay. a very appropriate assessment we would never recommend going to a dentist who didn't take x-rays because we know it's very possible to have a dental issue that doesn't have pain associated with it. You could have a, a huge rotting abscess that's causing septic issues to your whole body that would never cause you pain that you would mm -hmm. need an x-ray to see. Wow. Now, in this analogy, you mm -hmm. need to understand the reality is you can have a great quality of life with no teeth. They, the dental industry has figured out how to do four-in-one implants. You don't need any of your natural teeth anymore. But where it comes with your spine, there, this is not something that you can replace. There is no mm -hmm. spinal replace surgery. There is no getting a second one. You either maintain what you've got and reverse damage in the one that you've got, mm -hmm. or you suffer the consequences of having this very important piece of your body break down. Is it too long of a question for me to ask, are there some basic questions or things to look into if you're looking for a chiropractor in oh, this your area? Is a question. So how do you find a great chiropractor? So if we went back in history to the early 1900s, um, Thomas Edison is actually quoted saying, the doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will instead focus on the frame of the human, the structure of the human on diet and on the cause and prevention of disease. And I've always thought that was a good quote looking mm -hmm. at on, on how far, you know, far sighted he was looking into the future. My mom, my mom had that framed. Does it, oh, house. that's awesome. Yeah. I've got to really <laughs> um, if you're looking for a great doctor, my first recommendation would be find a doctor who runs objective tests. Okay. If you are not running objective tests, then any treatment plan is just a guess. There's it, objective testing is is the biggest tool in a doctor's tool bag. What does that mean? Objective testing. That means imaging. That would be like a spinal X-ray, uh, an MRI, a um, thermography. Imaging is is extremely high quality and gives a lot of information. I think sometimes patients don't realize that imaging shows different things. So an MRI does not replace a spinal x-ray. You actually okay. get more objective information off of a spinal x-ray that's been analyzed than you would off of an MRI okay. um, in most cases, if we're looking at neurological function. 
Uh, so objective testing would include blood labs. It would include uh, provoked urine analysis. It would include spinal EMGs, vitals testing. All of that is included in what uh, would be objective testing. These are tests that are based on numbers. They're based on being able to see pre and post change. Um, and then find a doctor who actually runs post tests. Wouldn't it be curious to see if your body has improved from whatever treatment protocol has been re recommended. Um, most of our medicine is just based in the subjective. It's how you feel. If you feel better, success. I mean, that's that's the whole pharmacology method. Mm -hmm. If you feel better in the short term, then that was a successful drug for you. Is it making your blood work better? Is it making it more normal? Is it making your brain more normal? Uh, these are questions that need to be asked by doctors and they need to be asked by patients of their doctors. Mm -hmm. So objective testing, find a chiropractor who does objective testing. Um, find a chiropractor who can talk to you about what potentially caused your disease or dysfunction. And okay. this really is all professionals. I wouldn't go to a dentist who couldn't have a conversation with me about what caused my abscess. Doctors have a responsibility, an ethical responsibility to have an idea about what caused that condition. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't know what caused that condition, if you sit there and go, I, I don't know, it's time to hit the research. It's time to get back to the books because mm -hmm. that is part of the ethical responsibility of a doctor. Now, this doesn't mean that doctors are equal to God. There, there are things that we don't know, but there has to be at least a conversation. If a patient comes to me and goes, I have X disease, all right, we need to be able to have a conversation about what potentially caused X disease, yes. underlying cause. Um, that That's really important. And I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing patients on a daily basis, waves and waves of patients that are coming through the door and they go, well, I've been doing this for 20 years and nobody's ever talked to me about how I could actually fix it. It's just take these pills to try and manage this symptomology. And that's really lazy medicine from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Very profitable, but lazy medicine. Yep. Yes. So those are two excellent. And then is there a third that goes with that? Anything about technique or? Specific is always going to be better. Specific is always, always going to be better. Your nervous system is so powerful. It is so complicated. It's so complex. Find a practitioner, a doctor who is gentle and specific. Now, there's lots of different techniques that fall into the gentle and specific. There are excellent instrument techniques. There's excellent techniques by hand. Um, I would really encourage people to do a little bit of research and find a doctor who's got a specific and gentle technique that really works with their problem. There's techniques that work better for spinal ligament instability versus changing a curve, but specific and gentle is a key. Okay. So if I'm understanding you, you correctly, you would go to somebody, ask if what diagnostics they do, and if they do a full diagnostic to really look at where you are and what's going on, they ask what your issue, your health issue is, they uh, attempt from all of this information to explain to you how you got into this disease or this health situation. And then they find a very specific um, 
uh, method um, and location to address exactly what it is in that area of the body or the spine that needs attention to free it up. Is, is yes, that in a nutshell? Okay. That's it. Awesome. You're going to be very successful if you can find a doctor who can tick all three of those boxes. Okay. I'm going to be on the hunt. I've been wanting to do this for a because I, I left my chiropractor about Washington State. We moved to Tennessee and I just haven't done my homework and I'm um, done it. It was somebody I already knew to trust, but I have, I, I, I'm in a new place. So I need questions. Thank you for that. So we are getting, uh, you know, low on time here. Um, and I want to, let, so let's just keep going. Would you like your other presentation to? Um... Let's do it. So we're going to finish this hour really strong with five of the most important chiropractic studies for the average person. Okay. This is what every, if, if I could snap my fingers and every American would know this information, it would drastically change this disease ship that we're on. I mean, it would change the direction of it real quickly. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, chiropractic care changes your genetics. This study in the Journal of Molecular and Genetic Medicine in 2017, this is a case study, actually found that repairing the cervical curve, repairing the neck curve, repairing red line to green line, increased telomere length. Now, I know I've probably lost some people. Let me explain what telomeres are. Telomeres are tails on the ends of your chromosomes. Um, we have studies that are looking at telomeres, how telomeres keep your genetic code from degrading. So if you were sitting here concerned about any recent experimental medical procedure that might have gotten <laughs> done to you, that yes. could have affected your genetics, okay. let me tell you that there is good science that shows that if you change your cervical curve, that helps your genetics repair themselves. Excellent. Um, this is groundbreaking, Bernadette. Absolutely wow. groundbreaking science that is getting very little airtime because it's not patentable and it is not something that can be synthetically reproduced. Mm. I mean, this is a human to human interaction. To accomplish this, you need a trained doctor of chiropractic. You can't hit somebody with a two by four. That won't <laughs> work. Okay? It has to be specific in the area where the joint and the nerves are abnormal. Um, one of the things we know about telomeres is they typically shorten with age. So as a person ages, their telomeres get shorter and shorter and their genetic code becomes more unstable. Um, the shortening of telomeres are correlated with just about every major disease process, um, including cancers. Hmm. So when we look at a treatment that could lengthen telomeres, this suggests that we could see an increase in the life expectancy of the patient and a reduction in overall disease risk. This is very exciting. I'm so glad that people are putting good science into this, even if there is not that profit margin that usually funds research. This is fantastic. As someone who produces chiropractic research, I can tell you that it is zero profit margin right. for producing most of our research yeah. because it, it's outside of the system. But this is really great research. Go read the study. It's a wonderful study. All right, on to number two. Number two, what we already know, chiropractic is really excellent at changing back and neck pain. I threw this in here, not because this is particularly new information, but people are still pursuing drug and surgery 
modalities for pain before trying chiropractic care. And it really needs to go the other way around. Okay. Uh, this is a meta-analysis. This looked at uh, chiropractic adjustments and how it changed chronic neck pain, heart rate variability, and mobility after a course of chiropractic care. Uh, again, we're going to get into the discussion of frequency in a later episode. That's a okay. very important piece to understand to be successful with chiropractic care. So this isn't looking at a single adjustment. These patients were getting multiple adjustments over a course of time. And the change in heart rate variability in this study is really interesting because that suggests that when you get a series of chiropractic care, it changes your autonomic function. Um, again, look at that 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 uh, brain regulating tissues and yes. tissues uh, reporting back to the brain. That's a change in autonomic function. And that change is going to continue to benefit the patient for days, weeks, months, years after that course of chiropractic care, because you've improved how the brain regulates the body. Excellent. Okay. And that was 2019. And next, I think we've only got a few more. There are a ton of studies like this, Bernadette. I, I cherry picked one out of 50 some studies that look at the pain piece. And mm -hmm. all these meta-analyses, I, I mean, there's hundreds of citations in each of them. They're very high quality. All of them say that the first thing that should be attempted if you have neck or back pain is a course of chiropractic care long before any other modalities are tried. Mm -hmm. All right, now we're back into what I personally really like, the brain side of chiropractic. This is a study um, that was published in the Journal of Manipulative. Um, oh, I may have made a typo there. This is a Journal of Manipulative and Physiotherapies, uh, 2016. This study shows that a single chiropractic adjustment improves motor sensory and multisensory function in mm. an aging population. Ooh. If you've ever been in a nursing home and you've watched people move around, uh, you can see that we've got a big structural issue and a neurological issue in our aging populations. Mm -hmm. Multisensory function is the most important piece of this study. This is what people are losing as they age. Think about going into your standard nursing home and asking a resident to do two things at the same time. Uh, go to the end of the hall and turn left and pick up the umbrella that's at door 102, something like that. They cannot hold more than one piece of information in their brain at the same time because of a breakdown in multisensory function. Hmm. This is leading to an extremely low quality of life for most of our aging population. Hmm. Mm -hmm. When you adjust the spine, this, this result was shown after a single adjustment. When you adjust the spine mm -hmm. in a specific manner, it increases the brain to tissue function and it increases brain to brain function improving motor control and multisensory function. If we were offering people in nursing homes opportunities to chiropractic care, this would change pretty much overnight the life quality and expectancy that these people have because it would change how their brain was allowed to function. Let's put it out to the universe that, that we're going to it's going to happen. We'll, we'll just keep on that plan that it's going to happen. We've only got like a minute and a half, two minutes to go. So I want to make sure you at least touch on the next two slides. Perfect. Here we go. This one's really important, but we can keep it simple. 
chiropractic and post-stroke outcomes. Now, a lot of you have probably been told if you've had a stroke by your medical doctor to not go see a chiropractor, and that is contraindicated to the research. A single chiropractic adjustment has been shown to improve brain function in post-stroke patients by 39% EEG. This is hope to every single person who is dealing with reduced function post-stroke. Amazing study. It has been replicated several times. Go read it. Go do a PubMed search. You'll find that there's many other studies on this. This is huge right now. Yes. Okay. Mental health. This is my favorite study. Saved it Mm -hmm. for last. Um, Again, like the stroke study, this has been replicated multiple times in the Journal of Neuroplasticity 2016. A single chiropractic adjustment improves prefrontal cortex function. This is groundbreaking because your prefrontal cortex is a part of your brain that's responsible for higher functions, such as your learning, behavior, cognition, emotional balance, decision making. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is the part of the brain that's most often damaged or dysfunctional in cases of chronic pain, addiction and mental illness. People are dealing with these and they don't understand the physical component. You've got to look prefrontal cortex and chiropractic care can improve prefrontal cortex, give people back their function in prefrontal cortex. The implications for this from a treatment standpoint are enormous. And, and the fact that it's so quick, because a lot of the things that are required, I'm going to um, take that out now, um, take many, many treatments, but but that was one treatment that you already see improvement. Correct. Uh, one you treatment know, matters. Now, yeah. if you've been dealing with a chronic illness for 20 years, I'm not going to suggest that you only get one treatment. Your yeah. the compromise to your spine and your brain is going to require mm-hmm. a course of care, whether you're going through a a standard chiropractic office, you're going through a concentrated care opportunity, like what we do at the Institute, Mm -hmm. it's going to require more than one. But the benefit of knowing these studies is that there is so much hope for regeneration, if you create the opportunity, and the opportunity comes from having objective tests, it comes from having a doctor who knows how to fix those objective tests. But the opportunity is there in a big way. And we're seeing that opportunity after just one adjustment, which is crazy good. Crazy good. Dr. Sarah Kotlerman, thank you so much for being on the Health Hour of Informed Life Radio. We look forward to seeing you in February and again in March. Um, Everybody stay tuned. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we've got the Liberty Hour. You don't want to miss it. Um, I guess that's it. We'll see you in a few minutes. During this unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, Inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. Learn more at HealthyImmunityNow.org. That's HealthyImmunityNow.org. 
Children's Health Defense is a nonprofit organization with a mission to end childhood health epidemics by working aggressively to eliminate harmful exposures, hold those responsible accountable, and establish safeguards to prevent future harm. The Washington chapter of Children's Health Defense is stepping up at the state and local levels, but we can't do this without you. Join us at wa.childrenshealthdefense.org. Let's restore and defend children's health and their futures in Washington State.